Okay, episode five of the Back of the Shul podcast, the fastest growing from podcast. If you haven't listened to our previous episodes, please be sure to do that. Go download, subscribe, the whole the whole drill. So this is going to be our first episode where it's just an interview. There's no uh, segments or anything. It's just an interview. And trust me, this is one that you're going to enjoy. As you probably saw from the title, we interview a priest. We had to use a few connections to get this guest, and it's uh, something a little different. So I'm sure you're wondering, why is it, what is a priest doing on an obviously Jewish, obviously from podcast? Well, the truth is, you'd be lying if you said that you're not curious, um, you know, what a priest has to say, what, you know, what goes on on that, on that, side, of, uh, on that side of the religious world. Um, his name is Paul. Due to uh, clerical regulations, he couldn't give us his full name. But it was still a very, very enlightening conversation. I think um, we all learned a little something, and I'm sure you will too. So, on that note, here is our interview with Paul. All right, thank you very much for coming on, Paul. We really appreciate it. Um, I understand your time is limited, so we really appreciate you being on. And I understand this is a little bit of a weird situation for you, but we all had a bunch of questions that we wanted to ask you. And I'll just get us started. I'll start with a softball. What's what's it like being up there in front of everyone? Well, first of all, I would like to thank you for giving me the opportunity to share my unique perspective and experiences with your audience. And you're willing to take the plunge and see where this conversation goes. So oh, going, getting, back to your, getting back to your question, it's uh, as you can imagine, it's very a very humbling experience to stand up there, everyone's eyes upon you. And it's, it's very nerve-wracking. You don't want to mess up. You don't want to say the wrong word. It's very embarrassing. And uh, but at the same time, it's a very spiritual experience. You can sort of feel feel the Lord swirling around you. Uh, it's it's hard. You can't really describe the experience, but the best uh, I can say is that it's very spiritual. Yeah, that, and you can really feel God. That sounds very special. I mean, how how does the holy water feel on your hands? Is it different than regular water? What, what does it feel like? Uh, no, no doubt it's different than regular water. I mean, what it's essentially doing is it's removing impurities from you so that you can then be before God. And, you know, you would, you would think that, okay, it's just water, but it really, it feels, it, it gets, it, you feel it in your whole body. And, you know, you're feeling your warmth spread throughout the whole body. And then you realize that uh, the lady just spilled water all over your feet. Does that does that happen a lot? I mean, like, how, have you had any beef with Levium? Any like weird things with washing your hands? Like people don't like you, you don't like them. Is that awkward? I think they have an inferiority complex towards the Kohanim, and this is their like their like petty way of, of getting back at us. It's like, well, we have to wash our hands, but we're going to do it in the worst way possible. And then we know that we poured a ton of water all over you, and we'll give you like one tiny piece of paper towel and expect <laughs> you to dry off from that. Nice. I mean. It's it does make sense because I feel like the Levium are kind of treated like second class citizens, no? Well, considering how many of their alias have stolen over the last few weeks, I understand that. Um, but they 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 especially now like their entire purpose of being a Levi is to wash my hands, so I can understand that. It, it, I have, I've had this question forever: Is there a huddle beforehand? Like, do you guys huddle up before you go up? There's been. There have been, I can think of, I can think of two occasions where I've had a huddle. One of them was when we were in yeshiva and we've had, we had a few bad 
Birkos Khan, specifically in Yantif when there's like singing, we had a few bad ones. So the next one we decided to huddle up and sort of get it straight because apparently different shoals have different hugging. They're, for the most part, it's similar. But wait, sorry, can I interrupt? What, is, what does that mean, bad? <laughs> like how? Do... <laughs> wait, it was in Como. I mean, you might even miss Shakers like that Yantif or something. I don't know. But Uh-oh. like it was, it, it sounded horrible. I mean, Kohanim, you know, some of them don't have the best voices. Not me. Mm-hmm. But some of them don't have the best voices. So we, we tried to sort of coordinate how the tune was going, and the huddle was definitely did not succeed. The, the next one was not really any better. Uh, the other the kind other? of huddle, the other huddle is usually on uh, on Simplest Torah. No one can ever remember if we do the singing because it's by Shopper, so it's like a weird one, and no one can ever remember if we do the singing or not. I still don't know if we're doing this. Plus, you're probably hungover from the night before. Well, either hungover from the night before or currently inebriated. I, that, that happened another time. Also, in Sebastor, I, I, I was not. I was barred. I was barred from Breakfast Bahan in that day. <laughs> nice. I mean... Well, speaking of singing, actually, did you ever have to sing the Birkas Quantum song by yourself? And how bad was it, if yes? I did it by myself on Shavuos. This past Shavuos, I was the only coin there. Uh, so, on the first day, which had the singing. Right. And I think I did a fantastic job. You'll have to ask other people at the minion what they uh, think. Did, all right. What would you prefer, though? Would you rather do it by yourself or with someone who sings off-key? Oh, okay. That's a that's a tough question. I think I would rather do it by myself because if it was someone who sings off key, you don't necessarily know who it was, so I would get blamed for doing it off key. And I think that I'm generally on key enough that if I was by myself, I wouldn't have that embarrassment. How how bad is um how bad is Yom Kippur duchening breath? It's uh I don't really know because I don't really smell my own breath, so it's not so really. You can't, you can't smell everybody else's because I would imagine that we're you're all covered by the talisim. You know, it's like it's like the the original mask. Talis was the original mask, and we all covered by the talisim, so it doesn't doesn't really spread. Have you ever have you ever peaked? Oh, so peaking that you're you're asking me if I have a death wish. I mean, I I understand that you're coming. So the first time I dove in. I was so nervous. I was like shaking. I was I was 11 years old, and it starts out. I'm doing. I'm I'm, I'm we're, we're nearing that. We're about like two thirds of the way through, and I think I'm doing a great job. And it hits me, and my eyes are wide open, and I, I I'm about to lose it. I I expected God to like <laughs> like strike me down in like great vengeance and furious anger, and and I, I, afterwards I was just I was crying for like 10 minutes. I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> no. Wait, I I didn't realize you guys had you guys have to keep your eyes shut the whole time. Well, I think that you want to keep your eyes shut because if they're open, you're gonna be you're gonna be either one of two things are gonna happen. You're gonna go blind, which you obviously don't want to happen, or you're not gonna go blind and you're gonna be very disappointed that you're not blind. <laughs> you're gonna be very disappointed that, that that there's nothing going on. So it's probably better to keep your eyes. That's why we keep our eyes closed. And since then, since that first time, I, I've had. I've had the urge to peek so often, so many times, probably every time, but I've never actually done it. Do your hands get tired? All the time. All the time. What do you they, do? They get tired. I mean, you just, I just clench, I just clench my teeth and then I just, I just keep them up. One time, uh, someone came over to me afterwards and he told me that my arms weren't high enough because one of the times oh, I was tired. Excuse me. First of all, you're not allowed to be looking at me. Second of all, I'm a calling, so get out of here. Um, <laughs> I, have, I have a two-part question. Do you ever feel pressure 
regarding taking off your shoes with regards to smell, number one, but also with regards to your sock choices? Sock choice, 100%. It's a fairly, it's a relatively recent thing. I mean, I wasn't, I, I don't know about everyone else, but at least it didn't really occur to me until like later in high school about it. But yeah, I, I tried to up my sock, sock game for, for defending days. Right. I mean, that's actually like bouncing off that. Do you ever specifically wear socks or specifically not wear certain socks because of Birkaz Kalanam? There are any socks you're like, oh, I can't wear this because I have to duchen today? Well, any sock with a hole in it is okay. automatically no-no. And, uh, but I, I, someone bought me duchening socks, which are just like the duchening hands. So I, I wear those every time. Wait, wait, what like, does that mean, duchening socks? No, like there, 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 there are pictures of the hands on the socks, like the duchening the live long and prosper hands. <laughs> yeah. so, Wait, you've I, actually I, worn those though. I, I have worn those. I thought my Xavier was gonna was gonna either he would die or he would kill me. I'm not gonna <laughs> one from um, but I did wear those, and then I try to pick the, the the most colorful and loud ones. It's a bit of a competition in my show. Like who can wear the have the best. I, so, I had a question also. What if what if you need to sneeze? So I don't get the sneeze. I get the itch. Every single time, without fail, something on my face needs to be scratched. And I'll, I'll like maneuver my shoulder to try to itch it or my arm because like you can't use your hand. Your hands are stuck where they are. And I, I sometimes it's successful. Other times I think I'm on the verge of just collapsing because I need to itch so badly. And you scratch it so badly. But sneezing is, I don't want to say it's never happened, but I, I don't, I don't, I can't remember it happening. Mm -hmm. um, when you're in Israel, how much pressure is there to finish Monastery quickly? Like, does it get annoying if people in Yeshiva notice that you miss Shacharis? Like, how is that whole dynamic? Because I've never really had to deal with that. But I feel like have to, having to do Birkas Quantum every day has to be pretty stressful, huh? So regarding finishing quickly, there's definitely a pressure to do that. And if it's it's a good thing that it's sort of ingrained in all Yeshiva Bakram, like what they're allowed to skip from an early age because I've had to put that into practice. And you, if you're, if you're late, I mean, if you're late and then you're not finishing on time, I'm not even sure what you have to do. Cause like you're in the middle of davening and then they're already done. It's very embarrassing. Now regarding missing davening totally. I started off that way being like making sure I was there. So no one would notice, but towards like later on, I kind of just didn't care anymore. No one, no one ever came over to me. Like nobody, no one said, Oh, we missed you a davening. And like some like snarky little, we missed shoppers. Like, no one ever really bothered me about it. So I did a few like trial runs. It's once nobody was saying anything, it's not matter. Okay. I, what's the um? What's the English translation of Dochanim? That's an excellent question, and I have no idea. <laughs> I've <laughs> never thought of that. I have no idea. <laughs> it has never struck me. Uh, I don't. I don't really know. Is is it Dochanim like? Because I think they say like Amad the Dochanim, like you go up to the Dochanim. Like I'm not sure if that's really a place. The Dukhan like, is a place, but like, what's the English? I, I actually just thought of it right before we hopped on. Uh, what's the English translation? Dukhan is a place? It's not, not like a verb? It's like the front of yeah, the it's a place. It's, it's like, you're almost the Dukhan, you like go up to the to the Dukhan. But then it became a verb also, which I don't really get. But How old is how old is too old, and how young is too young with regards to Dukhaning? It's a great question. Well, I definitely had some kids who are too young in my shoal. My, my age was 11, but we've had some like seven-year-olds. That's a big no-no. I mean, first of all, the seven-year-olds who insist on being heard, that's the real problem. Like, I don't really care if no one can hear you. 
and I'm not seeing what you're doing, so I don't really know if you're doing it right or wrong. But I, I would say 10 years old is probably should be the minimum requirement. Uh, too old, as long as you can stand up there and not collapse. I'll tell, I'll tell you from the um, Yisrael point of view, if the voice is high-pitched enough where you're thinking during Dokhaning, like, wow, that is a high-pitched voice, then you're probably too young. I, I would agree with that. Or maybe they just shouldn't be singing that loud, but that's a whole nother discussion. Well, yeah, then they, need to have, yeah. they, they should be taught to, to you know, keep it down. Right. I had one, one last question, Menachem, um, just um, then you'll go. Why, why do we say Shkayach Kain, but the Kahanim don't thank us? Because we don't have the mitzvah. You guys do. I have never had a Kain thank me for being a great audience. I think it all has to do with how we're just superior to you and you guys are. You guys are supposed to. Shlomo, I think you stepped right down into down that one. <laughs> we don't want to bow down to us, obviously, but you, you guys have to recognize that we are, you know, in the hierarchy of Judaism. We're, we're kind of above you. Well, I know who I'm not sending my truma to this year. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I've got, I've got backup. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy your chalik in Eretz Yisrael. <laughs> you know, a threat that I've used, if people bother me, is that I'm not, I'm going to have, have them in mind that they're not counted in Bethany. So that, by the way, ahead. Menachem, you'll appreciate this also. That's an old um, Balkria trick, also a, a laning trick. Just say that you didn't have the person in mind. I didn't even know I could do that. I'm definitely going to do that now. Oh, I've done that. <laughs> All right. Okay. So moving off of Birkas Kohanim, unless anyone does, anyone else have any more Birkas Kohanim questions? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fine. So moving off of that. So in regards to getting alios, so is it annoying to having? Like always having to be called up for Cohen, or do you enjoy just always getting a list? So before coronavirus, I feel like every question in life has to be answered with a pre-COVID and a post-COVID. But for beforehand, I was I definitely liked it. I was I didn't get them too often. You know, you got it often enough that people would like see, oh, he's a Cohen. Like, and then right. now for the last month or whenever I started meeting, I've gotten two every single every single landing day four on Shabbos and I, I'm a little sick of them especially because the minion I went to they somehow they would never remember my name the, the last one I went there they still got my name wrong and they've been calling me up every, every like four times a week but bouncing off of that I've always, I, I've seen this so many times and I feel like if I was in that situation it would be terribly awkward for me and I would end up being in a really awkward situation every time but the situation when you're really far away from the bima and the guy asks for a coin and nobody answers and then you start coming up and then by the time you get there someone else is already there and then like just that whole situation how awkward is that and like how badly do you not want to do that every time it's it's so terrible it is so awkward it happened to me uh it happened to me a few times one time they, the guy actually i guess i was so far away that they, the guy who they called up instead of me was already like on the brachas and then I just ran out of the room because I'm not supposed to be in there. But it, I'm so scared of it happening that if I'm in a place where I either I don't know they don't know me or I don't know if there's any other kohanim, I'll when when they're taking out the sefer I mean I'll walk up to the bima just in case they ask for kohanim and I'll stand there. And if, if they ask for kohanim, I'm immediately right there. I'm like I'm right here. Don't start without me. It, may, it makes sense. I w- if if that I mean, were me, I would be so stressed out every single time. You have to understand when I when I walk into a minion, I'm immediately on alert to see if there are other Kohanim there. 
like I'm I'm looking at other people's other people's talus bags. I'm I'm like making sure that I'm not the only one. And if I am, I have to be ready to to jump in there. Wow. I mean, I I feel like you guys just see the whole Jewish world differently than we do. Like also in regards to Tomas Mace. Like you guys have to deal like that's a whole nother subject. Like you guys have to deal with so much more halachos than we do and worrying about all these things all the time. Like how often does that actually come up? Well, depending where you live, or really anywhere you live, you're going to run into some cemetery on the side of the road somewhere. Now, most of the time they're not Jewish, and I kind of rely on that heavily. But uh, obviously, if there's a Jewish cemetery, you can't really drive under there or walk under there. Other than that, it's not really something that comes up in daily life, hopefully. Okay, I think now um, we'll, we'll move on to the... Uh... To the to the Mizrahban. For for those for all those who haven't picked up on or who have a problem with what we just did, you know what? Please unsubscribe and don't resubscribe. All right. <laughs> we don't need you. Okay. So today's Mizrahban is not really related to what we just did, but we figured it's very wide ranging and kind of want to see what everybody will come up with. It's going to be the Mizrahban of goat. Um, I'm not going to. The coin is kind of the goat Jew. Yeah, so I guess, I, guess we can, I guess we can uh, draw that connection. Um, for all those who don't know the acronym GOAT, greatest of all time, um, now you do. Okay, so I'm assuming, Paul the Priest, you're familiar with how snake drafts go? I am. Okay, so as our, as our esteemed guest, and because we always have to let you people go first, um, why don't you start us off? All right, so there... Or a few different directions I could go with this, obviously, but I figured that the first pick had to be what you might call the goat goat. And that would be Zirla Zazel. Oh, you took my number one. <laughs> I don't know how you would have expected that to go past number one, but you've got the goat. It gets chucked off of a cliff, and magically all of Kali Israel's sins are forgiven. I mean, it's, it's definitely the number one goat. Yeah, oh, that's, a, that's a good oh, choice. Oh, I mean, oh, it is disappointing for you, Shlomo, but at the end of the day, like you have to understand, it probably wasn't going to get to you. I, I, I said being, before we went on, coin, I, like, I had to pick that one first uh, as a coin. That's also yeah. true. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Joe, think, you'll go second. Yeah, I think I go right next. Now. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of waiting for Paul to step in and be like, oh, boom, come Levy, and just take the second <laughs> pick also. Um <laughs> But um, I, I think I'm going to – it's funny because part of me wanted to be like, yeah, he's going to Sirla Zazel. I'm going to go Sirla Shem real quick. But uh, but I'm going to go with Maishra Benu's Nevuah. You know, one of our Yud Gimli Karim is that there's never going to be a better Navi than Maishra Benu. So I feel like Maishra Benu's Nevuah is, is a pretty pretty strong goat. Okay. I mean, I head down Maishra Rabbeinu. I'm not yeah, sure what so you mean that. by his Nevuah. Well, you could well, argue that there are, you know, yeah, there, I mean, like, there are. Right. It should be like Moshe Rabbeinu is the greatest Navi of all time. So he's the goat <laughs> Navi. Like, I'm not sure what you're saying with his Navua. I, like, I understand what you're saying. I just think you're wording it a little weirdly. I mean, you can, you can phrase it, I guess, however you want. But I, I feel like specifically his Navua is, 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 is one of the only, probably the only thing that's referred to in Yiddishkeit as like greatest of all time. Well, I he's think the, you're wrong there, whatever. except it's also Moshe Rabbeinu, is that he's the greatest anav of all time. Right. I mean, I, 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 I just don't <laughs> think, I, I think we all understand what you're saying. I think you're just saying it a weird way. I'll but tell you what, Menachem, if you, if you want to pick him or his anivas next, go ahead. 
I'm not you'll going probably, to because you probably, already did. You'll probably stuff the ballot and win the poll anyway, so. <laughs> Listen, it's not my fault you guys are bad at campaigning, all right? All right, Menachem, you go. Okay, fine. Either, so I was hoping to use the first like listen to the first two picks to gauge where you guys are going with this but honestly i'm still i still really am not sure so i'm it's it's really hard for me to figure out exactly where i want to go with this next but i think i think my first choice i think it has to be pablo sanchez i mean in in the end of the day like there's real, there's really no one else who well, is Menachem, the Menachem absolute for, best. Menachem, for explain to those uh, who don't know who Pablo Sanchez is. Explain who he is. There's, there's no you know explanation. I'll, 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 He's the, I'll, I'll Pablo Sanchez is the secret weapon. He's the best. There's no one who has ever been like him. There's no one who ever will be like him. He's just so you know the I'll, best. I'll, I'll, I'll explain like this. Pablo Sanchez was the was the greatest character slash player in the. Um, the backyard, one of the greatest games of, of all time, backyard, backyard baseball. I don't know if, I, if it'll make the GOAT list, but um, just know that this is a coincidence because it's on my list, but I don't know if I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to it. Okay, so I get the next two picks, and honestly, for a religious podcast, I don't know how God wasn't picked yet. So I'm going to go with God. I think you guys should all be ashamed of yourself. God, God's the GOAT. <laughs> honestly i am the goat of what like that's the problem yeah he's the god he's not um, the goat okay how about let's start with kings okay let's let's let's, let's start with uh kindness let's start with uh yeah, being slow so, to uh, anger so well, okay. the problem is is that goat by definition has to revolve around time and one of the concepts of god is that he doesn't exist in time so yeah, therefore he he's disqualified it, so. no He's, he's so, someone, someone's going to cut this, but <laughs> no, all time, all time means by definition means existing outside of time. It's slow. I, I'm, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's a good, like it is. You're, you're right. Okay. You want me to say it? You're right. But I just think you guys should be but, but, okay. Next. Okay. Um, next is, um, I'm going to go with Dumbledore goat wizard of all time. Mm hmm. That's a good one. I don't, I don't even know. I don't know how I did not have him on my list, but I definitely should have. All yeah, right. Go. Okay. So I think for this one, I'm going to go with actually the first real sports pick taken. And I'm going to say Michael Jordan, because okay. I think he is the quintessential go. Like when you're talking about just go straightforward, he had, if you watch the last dance, you'll you'll see exactly what I mean. He had the drive, he had the talent, he had every. Like, he was literally the perfect greatest of all time. I, hear. So I, also, I, just, I think that no no intellectually honest person would would say that it's not Michael Jordan even before the last dance. And now that there's the last dance, it's it's just impossible to utter the words that Michael Jordan is not the good. Yes, thank exactly. you. Exactly. Guess who's the yeah. undisputed goat of a sport, and that's Wayne Gretzky. I'm going to pick oh, Wayne Gretzky. Because, because Gretzky, Gretzky, I mean, I, I, I don't remember exactly what the stat is, but supposedly, like, if you took away all his goals, he'd still have the most points of all time, right? I mean, that's something ridiculous like that. He's He is so far and away the greatest hockey player of all time, whereas, there, meaning with, with Jordan, there is an argument to be made, right? There, with Gretzky, uh, there is no Gretzky. argument. I mean, he's called the great one, obviously. 
So that's almost right, almost goat right there. And the fact that nobody actually calls him the goat, it's because that there's no actual conversation. You only call someone the goat when there's like somewhat competition that you can have a conversation to we're revolve around having, who is the goat. We're basically having a God discussion right now. <laughs> it's pretty close to it. I mean, it's pretty close. All right, Paul the Priest, you have the next two. Okay, uh, so sticking with actual goats now, apparently be, I'm the one who does actual goats, is Murphy uh, from Ooh. the Billy Goat Curse. The Cubs Curse. Yeah. His name is Murphy, in case you don't know. Right, I don't know how I didn't think of it. That's really good. I was trying to think of actual goats, but I for some reason I never thought of that one. That's actually a really good one. And there that actually has a special place in my heart because they were playing the Tigers, that World Series, and being from Detroit. Uh, Right. Billy Goat is, is, is definitely up there for me. That's a good one. Uh, and then I don't know if this one is a, a cop-out, but that's just the term goat. The term greatest of all time is in the pantheon, is in the Mizrafah. Oh, that was a goats. meta pick right that's there. A, yeah, that's a meta wow. goat. <laughs> Very deep. Uh, well, I like I, it, though. I, I think we'll. Stick I wasn't with sure this. if I was going to have to fight with you guys about that pick, but I'm, I'm glad to appreciate it. I I think it's a better pick than God. I mean, wow, wow. I, okay, I realized. How I, don't, bad I don't know if you. Had, I don't know. I don't know if you had permission to go okay, there. Okay, cut, cut that, cut that. That sounded really bad. <laughs> no, I am leaving that in. <laughs> um, sticking with the theme though of actual goats, I'm going to go with Nayak's goat, whichever one survived. Because all goats are descended from that goat. You know there, there were seven, seven of them. Yeah. Actually, right. so he, used a lot of, he used a lot of them for Carbonus. So, you know, I, I'm no, gonna I think it's okay. I think you could say no, uh, Noah's goats, and you know. All right, we we can. Uh, I appreciate the save. All right, we'll we'll accept that. Oh, it's my. How, are you sure? How how do oh I always God. get lost? <laughs> I yeah, we always the one that gets lost in this name. I don't. Okay, I don't know, but okay. So uh, next, I'm gonna go with another undisputed goat. This one, if it's even possible, somehow might be even more undisputed than Wayne Gretzky. But Joey Chestnut, there has Ooh. never, there has never, never been someone even close to him. I, mean, I guess originally Kobayashi, but he's blown him so far out of the water that it's really not even like there's no discussion at this point. No one... just, just for just for our listeners, Joey Joey Chestnut is the undisputed hot dog eating champion of the world, and it's honestly not even close. It's not even close. You guys could look him up. It's really not close. Um, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Okay, so I have the last two. So my, which I guess my third pick is going to be The Lion King, Goat Disney Movie. Ooh, that is actually a really good one. I, I, think, I, I think I would agree with that, that it is the Goat Disney Movie. Wait, you do or you don't? No, I do agree. I do agree with that. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I feel like there's, that is also one where there really isn't any legitimate argument for any other one. I don't even know what you would put next. I really don't. I mean, I guess like Aladdin is also somewhat up there, but no, but there's nothing. It's always like, been Aladdin, but like, yeah. right? But I'm more. saying Lion King is really so far ahead that yeah, it's re- it's really not even a discussion. And my last pick, and this is going to be a bit of an obscure one, especially for some of our our younger listeners, but the chocolate phone. Does anybody remember the chocolate cell phone? Yes, my mother had a chocolate. 
Yeah. I, I love playing with it. The coolest phone of all time. Oh, give me, spare me your iPhone, spare me your Android, spare me everything. The chocolate phone was the goat phone of all time. One second, I'm Googling the chocolate phone now. <laughs> I mean, if you're talking about like those phones, I would have said the Razor because that was definitely I, more. I had either that or the Razor, oh. and I, I, I felt the chocolate phone was, was just so much. I don't know. I just, okay, I, yeah, I like I'm looking the, at I like it now. Much. I remember it. I don't, I, I would say it's, pr- it's pretty high up there, but. I don't know. I feel like the. I feel like also the Motorola Razor might have been better, but I. I could definitely see how this was definitely one of the best phones. Also, do you remember it, what it looks like? Do you remember the Juke, like that really, really small phone? Sure, sure, of course. That was, I think, when they realized that okay, I think this has all gone a little bit too far. Let's just start getting yeah. bigger. <laughs> exactly. But all right, uh, wait. Is it my turn again? Is it your turn? Okay. So for this one, I'm going to do an actual real goat and I'm going to go with the Ibex. I've always loved the Ibex. I think it's an extremely, extremely cool goat. It's the probably the best mountain goat and mountain goats are the best goats. So it's just, it's like a, they have it in Engedi also. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the official thing. And mm-hmm. I think, like, on the waters, it's there. Just like, with those long horns. I don't know. They just always look cool. Always like them. For sure. Well, uh, I guess yeah. after that, after that Duchifas of a pick, I'm going to... Oh, give me I'm a gonna, break. It's not even go close with, to Duchifas. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna go with the goat of websites, which is YouTube. I would have said Google. Google. Yeah. Google is no. for sure the goat no. of websites. No, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. That was was almost as bad as your Dookie I fully disagree. YouTube is the greatest website of all time. Google is a gateway. It's a a gateway website, right? It's a gateway website. It's not not the website that you go to, right? I I don't think I've ever seen someone drop the ball on like a perfect layup. This is like Bill Buckner-esque. I'm floored. Joe, I even have Google as an honorable mention. I'm floored. I, I, look, I, look. The people, will, the people will ultimately decide that I'm wrong because Menachem. That's but I, <laughs> but, but I, I, I stand by what I'm saying. Now. YouTube is the greatest wow. website of all time. Wow. Agree right. or disagree? After yeah. that stunner of a pick, okay, Paul, finish, finish this off. All right. I think that uh, the, follow, the goat of the following category comes down to, to two people. It's the greatest quarterback of all time. It really comes down to Joe Montana and Peyton Manning. There's really no other option that I can think of. And <laughs> I, I'll have to go. With, I'll have to go with Joe Montana. A little before my time, but from what I from my research. Yeah. I how, do you, how do you how do you spell that? B R A D Y. I'm just trying to uh, write this down. Uh, I mean. No. It, it's it seems pretty clear cut to me also. I mean, he's won four Super Bowls, never lost a Super Bowl. Easily the greatest quarterback of all time. I don't think it's really even a discussion. Hmm. You know what I think we're going to do when we put this up? We're just going to put Joe Montana or Peyton Manning. Write that like we're going to write that out and see if people flip out. I'm okay I with mean, that. Yeah, we could we could put that up to a poll. Like who do we think is the greatest quarterback of all time? Joe Montana or Peyton Manning? I think it's a very good question. I think ultimately people are going to decide that it's Joe Montana, but I do think it's a good question. You, you can't forget about Johnny Unitas. 
Oh, and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has got to be one of. Okay, now now you're tri- all right. Now 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 we're now I've moved past the joke and you're triggering me. <laughs> yeah, but someone think about our Wisconsin audience. <laughs> Okay, we'll probably have to cut this part. But okay, do we have any honorable mentions? Oh, do I have so many? <laughs> okay, let's keep it under seven thousand. Okay, I'm going uh, first with, with Earl Earl Manigault. He was a uh, he was a streetball player whose nickname was the Goat. That's a good one. It was Earl the Goat Manigault. So can't argue with that. Alrighty. Okay. So what I'm gonna. Just rattle them oh, up. Actually, you know, what? I realized. Do they call him the goat as like the animal goat, or did they call him the goat as the greatest of all time? Because like I feel like no, the goat of all in, time is like, a recent. As in the animal recent. goat. Oh, okay. okay, so that makes more sense. <laughs> but oh, you know who we forgot? Uh, Brady. You know, uh, Joe Brady, the passing game coordinator, at LSU. He pretty much took LSU to be the greatest team of all time. Revolutionary. I, Revolutionary. Absolutely. I mean. We have and lost, also like, like all all our our non sports fans. So do we steer into the skid or do we? Uh, oh no! I, th- I think I think we're going we're going with it. And once we're on LSU, like Joe Burrow, Cocho, all goats. And I, I you know what? I'm just gonna list a whole bunch right now. Yeah, list a whole bunch because um, we're running short on Okay, time. yeah, Tiger Woods, uh, Roger Federer, Michael Phelps, Usain Bolt, Dale Earnhardt, Brett Gardner, George Washington, the usual usual suspects, greatest movie ever, Captain Jack Sparrow, Bill Belichick, MBD, uh, baseball, greatest sport ever, Saturday, greatest day of the week. Uh, I'm just gonna pick up where he left off. Michael Phelps, Goat Yoga, Superman, Muhammad Ali, Chulant, iPod Nano, Steak, and Beats. <laughs> All right, uh, Paul. Any honorable mentions? No, I think you've nailed them all. Okay, Ooh, I, have, also... I, have, I have a couple. I have a couple that I didn't say. Okay. Okay. Um, the PS2, the PlayStation 2, um, Goat Gaming System, um, Shmuel Kunda, oh, and wow. my uncle. That's my uncle. Wow. I didn't know that. Wow. I was like saying your that. actual like your one of your parents' siblings. He was my great, he was my great uncle. He he uh his well really his. He, my my, he married my grandfather's sister. Wait, so I don't think we're going to entitle this uh, anything to do with priests. We're just going to be we, we interviewed Shmulkunda's great nephew, who is also a priest. Who's also a priest? Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm starstruck right. right now. My kids listen to him all day. Um, okay, and you know, funny. I barely ever listen to him. Like one of those things where like, oh, I'm related, but I'll I'll listen to very little. That's really cool. And my and my last one. Um, which I I'm, I'm not going to say like I totally understand what the the difference is. Actually, there's two. There's two. There's the apocalypse goat, and there's the goat for snuggling. I don't know what the difference between either of them are. The goat for snuggling is the elegant, silky-haired pashmina. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. And the apocalypse goat, which I think is very appropriate for this time, um, is something like an uh, some sort of African pygmy goat. So. There you go. Those are my honorable okay. mentions. Paul, I, I, in, Paul pierced in his own head. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, also Messi. He's the goat, no? Or is it David Beckham? He had. I feel like he had a, like a movie, Bend It Like Beckham, so he's also the goat. Um. Also, the who's the goat Soccer chess player? Nah, not really. That's why I was kind of like sticking it in at the end. But who's the goat chess player? Is it Paul Gary? Paul 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 
Magnus Carlson. At least according to several well, elementary school bam I had. Really, I never heard of that, but I feel like I, I wasn't sure if it was Gary Kasparov or was it Deep Blue that machine? Because I feel like the machine beat him. So does it it's make the Magnus machine Carlson. I don't even know what that means. Is that like a person? Magnus Carlson beat Kasparov at at 13 years old. Cool. All right, I think we're gonna go off the rails here a little bit. <laughs> so let's 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 wrap this up. Okay, um, Paul the Priest. Thank you very much for, for coming on and answering some of our um, deep-seated questions. Really, uh, really appreciate it. Um, now, the question is, do we uh, – you know, we're not going to reveal your, your identity. So thank you very much, Paul, for, for coming on. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, maybe we'll have you back on uh, sometime in the future to answer more of our questions because I feel like we barely scratched the surface here. I would love to come back on, and I'm glad I gave you a little more clarity and understanding of how superior – what a way to end it and not a, not a more befitting way to, to end it so um, I guess on behalf of everybody uh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>